Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us today for really trusted biblical insights and parenting advice. Um, I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who is the head of our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I have heard some people say you, you just never say no to your child. I mean, that just shuts them down. So what's your response to that? Uh, it's good to have a balance of no and yes, right? But sometimes we don't see the fruit of our no until later. And I remember uh, with my son when he was a little, little boy, and I told him no very sternly when he was going to go out in the street. I had the same <laughs> experience. I <laughs> wonder if. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have. Yeah. And he was really upset. He was, he was more of a, a sensitive type of personality. Mm-hmm. And so he, I raised my voice at him, and, and he didn't recognize the safety issue involved there. And then a few years later, he was saying the same no to his sister before she was going out to the street. And it connected for him. He said, now, Dad, now I know why you told me no, because... He wanted his sister to be mm. safe on the street, yeah. and the connection started to come, right? So he was able to uh, to understand why I was so stern in that moment that he didn't understand in, in, at that time. So as parents, we have a wider range perspective, and we have to bring no where it doesn't make sense to our kids yeah. in the moment. I appreciate that. And we're going to turn now to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. They explained why it's important for young children in particular to not only hear the word no, but also to respect it. You talk about the rails of uh, really love and truth, love and discipline, love and boundaries, those kinds of things. We as parents, as Christian parents particularly, we are trying to reflect God's image in what we're doing so that they get the bigger picture of what life is about and the way our Heavenly Father relates mm-hmm. to us. And, and that analogy, we need to restate that again, because with all of our parenting efforts, if kids can grasp grace and truth, right. we've done an outstanding job. You've kind of done the job. I mean, you know, we are all born with this big split between love and limits. And if we ever get a limit when we're little, we have that immediate protest, like, what? You know, you're not fair, life's not fair, and all of this. And to be able to get those together and to hear no and respect it and maintain that I still love mommy or still love dad, that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest parts of it because other people are going to tell them no. One of the most uh, problematic things I see out there in parenting today is this big emphasis on, well, don't say no to the toddler or the little one. Distract them and give them another Mm -hmm. choice. And that is one of the most problematic philosophies out there. What does that develop in the child? Well, how many jobs have you had when your boss says do something and you say, no, I don't want to do that, where they, well, let me give you a better alternative that you might be happy (laughs) with. Let me distract you. One of the most, (laughs) yeah, exactly. One of the most important, important functions of parenting is to have your children learn how to hear the word no and respect it. Well, let's ask that basic question. What do boundaries provide the child? What's the benefit to the child? Well, there are several, but the main ones are self-control because what a child's born with is no boundaries. They want everything. They're impulsive. Everything should be now. And an enormous needs for love and support. Well, we're supposed to give love and support to them, but they don't have the ability to say, I need to 
delay gratification now, I need to be patient, I need to curb my impulses, I need to focus my energy here. So what boundaries do is they are an external structure that mom and dad provide that give the child an internal structure of I can control my behavior, I can focus on tasks, I can get things done, and I can love other people and be nice to people. Mm. And a key phrase there that John just said is the word I. One of the things that drives me crazy is when you hear parents saying things like, you need to clean up your room. You need to do your homework. You need, you need, you need. If I were king of the parenting world, I would pass a law against a parent ever saying the word you need. Mm. That's because a good rule of thumb. It is, because when you're saying to a kid, you need to do your homework, and he's playing a video game, he, he looks up and goes, well, obviously I don't. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> Thank I don't, you very much. Yeah. I don't feel a need to do this. You know my son. <laughs> I know kids, right? So the, the one of the big roles of parenting is to transfer the need for that behavior from your shoulders to the shoulders of the child because they're the only ones that have control of the behavior that will satisfy that need. Okay, it's a great example. Let's go right to it. It's one that we all live with the kids' ages that are, you know, kind of the 9 to 12-year-olds and even earlier. Even It starts way earlier. So they're playing the video game. You're the parent. You come down and say, you need to get your homework done. Well, you don't say that. Well, I know. I'm saying how should you handle that? So, Johnny, have you finished your homework? No, I'll get to it. Well, Here's the deal. Remember we said no playing games until your homework is done. So you got five seconds to get moving. Well, I don't want, you know, and you get all the gripe and say, well, you know the deal. No games for a week if you break the rule. And if they know you're serious, then all of a sudden it's, I don't feel the need for Johnny to do his homework. All of a sudden Johnny's going, oh my gosh, I need to go do my homework. See, I need to go do my homework if I want privileges and you transfer the need. It's sort of mm. like the IRS feels no need for you to send in your taxes. <laughs> but on April 14th, you get scurrying, right? I need to get this thing in because if I don't, bad things are going to happen. There's but, that penalty. But the problem is those bad things sometimes don't happen in parenting because we get caught in the argument or one more chance. Children learn from our words, but more, more powerfully, they learn from our experience. So mm-hmm. when Johnny does lose the video for a week, as opposed to the threat, that's when it starts making a difference to him. So the consequences teach the child, not the uh, teaching lesson. Well, Danny, Dr. Cloud, and Dr. Townsend said one of their biggest pet peeves is telling a kid, you need to do this or that or the other thing. And I am guilty. I have said that so many times. My wife will look at me sometimes and say, are you sure that's what you want to say? Explain why that doesn't work for parents. Well, it's the way that it's filtered and interpreted by kids, right? Do I really need to do that? <laughs> I really don't don't need that. Yeah, you need to clean your room. <laughs> well, that's yeah. fine. I don't need to clean my room. Yeah, and room. parents also say, I need you to wash the dishes. Is that oh, not... really? That's your need. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my uh, need, right? I've been guilty and of both so, of those. <laughs> so it's, it's good to say, hey, you, you get to or you can. You get or to this clean is your a great, room or you get to do This is a good time to do this now yeah. uh, where you're reminding them of a responsibility rather than this is a need for you or I. Okay. No, this is a something you can do or you have the opportunity to do. Okay. So um, how does that work? Go through the, some of the age ranges. How does that work for a toddler? Well, toddler, they get to begin to learn that language. Hey, you can now pick up uh, the blocks, and I'll come alongside and help you yeah. out. Or you can set the table now. Yeah, you can set it's the table. Big, a big boy chore. Right. You can help with the forks, or you can help with, with cleaning up yeah. now. Or you get to help me clean up. 
this is fantastic and and it depends on your tone and then it transitions to the elementary kids and junior high kids where they they may see some friends uh push back uh if they're visiting some kids or cousins and uh you can remind them of the fact that this is an opportunity and their contribution to the family and you can you can now help us clean up the dishes. Yeah. And this is a this is a great time to do that. Yeah, we've just finished the season where my kids could get to mow the lawn. Um I had I had six children and they all mowed the lawn at one point. And and I found they actually leaned into that. They found some joy in the responsibility of mm-hmm. a a motor and a sharp blade and the danger. <laughs> I'm being a little facetious, but, you know, the, there is a certain age where they wanted to do things like that. And with some kids that are more the leader types, a, a good way to handle that if they want to be in control is saying you can mow the lawn at 1 o'clock or you can mow the lawn at 4. Yeah. Uh, e- either one of those broadened terms, it to say, hey, you. would you just get it done today? Yeah. It needs to be done. It needs to be done. I didn't say you Let need to do when. it. Yeah. I didn't say I need it done. I said it needs to be cut. And um, same with shoveling snow, which, of course, here in Colorado, we do get some. So yeah. um, it's, a, it's a good season for, for us now that we have pretty much raised all of our kids. But if you're in the thick of it and you want some help, I can't think of a better resource than Dr. Townsend and Dr. Cloud's book, Boundaries for Kids. That is so good about helping kids really learn self-control by setting parameters and helping them deal with that. We'd love to send a copy of Boundaries for Kids when you make a generous donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, uh, to Focus on the Family today. You can do that online, and we've got details in the show notes. And Danny, we've said it before, but you and your team have put together some great resources uh, for all sorts of parenting scenarios and questions. Uh, at the parenting page, haven't you? We have uh, our pa- our webpage, focusonthefamily.com slash parenting, is, is uh, we're hoping, a wonderful go-to tool for parents, the place to go to find practical tips for parenting. And we also have Clubhouse and Club Junior Magazine that's a tool for parents to teach character-building things and those tough conversations around technology and entertainment we want to equip you and help you in those conversations, critical conversations around technology and entertainment. You can go to Plugged In uh, on our parenting page as well. So we just want to come alongside of you as you're hitting a ton of challenges as parents. Yeah, and I think the, the point way. here is that we have so much more beyond this podcast. Just hit Focus on the Family's websites, uh, look around. If you don't see what you're needing, give us a call. Again, all the details are in the show notes. Well, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks for listening to today's episode of the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 